produced by Podcast Architects. Welcome, friends. It's Christina Helmick here with Extrago Banks, and I'm so glad to have you tuning in for another great episode of The Link Up. Show your support by liking the video and subscribing. Hi, my name is Libby Kane with Extraco Banks, and this is the Link Ups podcast. Today, we are joined with the Startup Waco team, John Passavant, the CEO, and Jacob Kehoe, Assistant Director of Development. So guys, thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm just, the first question I want to talk about, since neither one of y'all are Waco natives, is kind of what brought you to Waco and a little bit about that. So, start with you, Jacob. Yeah, so I went to Baylor University, um, so that's definitely what brought me to Waco, uh, and then just the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial opportunities that were in Waco kind of kept me here and uh, stayed a little bit after I graduated and then ended up coming back thanks to John and sort of Waco. So I'm, I'm a Waco boomerang now. So yeah. All right. I, um, I, my wife brought me here originally. We, um, we, we met in New York where we were both living and then uh, she grew up here. And so um, we would come back for family and holidays and then, um, and then really it was, it was the idea of working at Startup Waco that was the main impetus to coming back. And I really um, believe in the mission of the organization, believe in what it meant for Waco, what was happening here. And so all those things combined to, to bring it back. Well, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about that, just about Startup Waco, its role in McLennan County. Yeah. So Startup Waco, it's an independent, uh, private 501c3 organization started in 2017 is when it was formed um started operating really in 2018 and then in early 2019 we moved into our current space um here in downtown waco and uh the 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 dream behind it was really uh to to have a place or create a, a an organization whose sole focus was to uh to serve entrepreneurs in all of the various forms and all the ways that that looks like um in our county so there are a lot of organizations sister peer organizations that sort of go in in uh you know mid-sized cities and smaller cities across america because you see a sort of um you, you see a really big return on the investment of a into an organization like that in terms of economic output in terms of economic diversity, in terms of how uh, cities transition from one form of, of an economy to another. And so McLennan County, um, if you if you would read the the sort of um, the fed the federal level, the the economic development uh, case for the county, if you if you looked at it ten years ago, it was largely agrarian. There wasn't a lot of other industry here. It wasn't as focused maybe on a particular industry uh, company or two but certainly an industry or two and so but if you look at it now it's all about sort of bringing in a new wave of of industry around it and and there's a lot of trends that that you kind of see and some things you think might pick up and then they don't um but what we do is just basically be entrepreneurs wherever they are uh, we've broken that out into several categories which we can talk about um, but that's really what we want to do is to help entrepreneurs start businesses, concept them, and then hopefully build them and, and scale them. That's awesome. Um, y'all have a lot of programming that you offer at Startup Waco. So I don't know if that kind of goes in with the, the different stages, but do you want to talk about yeah. what y'all have going on? For sure. So, so we, um, fundamentally, we want any entre- anyone who is an entrepreneur in McLennan County to know that they've got a place where they can go for support. We may not uh, be able to effectively execute all of that, but we want to certainly be a front door that any entrepreneur can walk in and say, where do I go for help with this or that? And this could be 
as varied as the needs of an entrepreneur are. So it could just be in, I don't know if this is this idea that I have is a business or what type of business is it? How do I think about structuring this? How do I think about my time and balance as an individual, as well as a, maybe a parent, maybe they have another, another job, but how do I start a business in the midst of all of that? all the way to product development and design, um, even to uh, funding and actually building and, and launching. So we always say if, if if you have a question or need, just you know come in or call or email us and, and let's schedule something. It's kind of a, a foundational part of what we do is just to have an open door. Um, but to actually, because the needs are so varied, we've had to sort of segment our programming in some specific ways and so we've chosen to do it at least for the time being by um, type of business. So we sort of, we classify it by um, like a main street quality of life business. This would be food services. This would be retail. This would be anything that you would, you know, would be a kind of um, one-off something unique to Waco or a, a solopreneur type type uh, situation. Not, not something that is sort of meant to be scaled at a, uh, you know, global or, or national level. Um, and there's just a lot of needs there. That's probably where the majority of our work is currently, um, is, is helping entrepreneurs in their varied stages of development uh, understand what, what steps do I take and partnering with lots of other support organizations that, that do that as well. Um, we certainly don't have the ability to, to meet every need, but if you look in the aggregate of all of the organizations that are looking to support, and even the private corporations that are wanting to support, like ExtraCo, wanting to support uh, small business and development. Um, I think we've got a pretty powerful ecosystem that's being built. Well, you mentioned funding, and I know that's where Jacob's role really is um, as you manage the Kiva program. So can you share a little bit more about what that looks like, what that program does? Yeah, so Kiva is a program that we we partner with them as an organization. So Kiva is a, another nonprofit based out of Silicon Valley, and they basically are, their whole goal is to help people who are either unbanked or credit invisible or maybe just have no access to a traditional loan uh, find some form of funding for their business. So they don't discriminate on you know what type of business it is. They do care you have an entity, but whether you're like a you know sole proprietorship or an LLC. Uh, they're just focused on helping businesses. And so their goal really was they started in third world countries to help people who, you know, literally had no access to banks. So um, their goal was to see, hey, could we just give you a micro loans of, you know, a couple thousand dollars? Uh, as they've expanded to the U.S., their focus is on minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, mainly for the fact that statistically they're way less likely to get a loan or they're more likely to get way less money on a loan. Um and so this is also helpful just to help them build credit um, and just help them become members of society where they can, you know, they might have some sort of business that maybe isn't really, you know, sophisticated as far as the age of the business or how, you know, what their systems are. And they're allowed to even, you know, if it's a loan of $1,000 to $5,000, it can really make a huge impact. And so Kiva right now in the U.S. goes up to $15,000. Uh, and that the, the best kind of benefit of that as well is it's 0% interest. There's no fees attached to it. Um, and we're looking enough to have Extraco actually help support us at with Kiva so that we're able to bring that to the Waco community because uh, it's not like, a, again, like we're not, you know, Extra's not making money on it. We're not making money off of Kiva because there's no fees associated. So it is something that's like, it's just a good thing for the, you know, community to be able to have for people who don't have access to loans. So how would someone apply for a Kiva? 
That's a great question. The best way I would say is to reach out to myself um, or just if you want to call Startup Waco, if you just go on, you know, Apple Maps or Google Maps, find our address and call us. Um, but you can email me at jacob at startupwaco.com. Uh, and we can send you a specific link to apply for the, really it's the central Texas area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cover pretty much anywhere between Austin and Dallas is us. And even in some cases, there are some businesses that are technically in Austin, but will go to us uh, because the way it works is there's, it's a hub model. So each city will have its own Kiva rep, basically Kiva uh, capital access manager, which is my position. And so that is how that area has access to Kiva. And so if you're kind of in the middle of Central Texas and you're not in Dallas, you're not in Austin, you're not in Waco, you're most likely going to go through the Waco hub, which is us, or the Central Texas hub. So, What's been the average loan size that Yelp's seen? Um, we just look at this. It's a little over $8,000. Mm-hmm. $8,100. And I, the whole uh, capital access piece, all this, is an is a interesting microcosm of, I think, the ecosystem as a whole, whereas two and a half years ago in Waco, there was really no options. And you were a small business that couldn't go out and collateralize personal assets. Um, you really did not have an option in Waco. And so that that is not an issue for some people and a completely debilitating issue for others. So for there to be a free flow of ideas and new companies being formed and started and been failing and then picking up again and learning and growing, all the things that happen in, a, in an ecosystem you've got to have access to capital. And so uh, now, two and a half years on, you've got Kiva as you know anything from 1,000 to 15,000. You've also got uh, McLennan Community Investment Fund, which is started up in the last couple of years, which is currently applying for their CDFI designation, um, which is a more traditional loan, but it's geared towards um, you know individuals that would have a harder time with traditional banking. So there's like another stepping stone there I know that um, SBA has become more active and banks and institutions have have really leaned into that, especially post-COVID. And so now there's this pipeline that's being developed specifically when it comes to capital that didn't exist a couple of years ago. And it's like, you've got to lay that foundation. You've got to build that roadway before you really, people start walking on it. You've got to build the road first. And so we're trying to, in that area build that road or be a part of, be one part of the solution along with other organizations and businesses to, to see it happen. And we think we'll reap rewards down the line. Well, I think Start Wego's definitely helped lead the charge kind of on that. Yeah. Even just visibility with, with the traditional financial institutions and businesses. So one of the things I really like is y'all both have lived experience for your roles. So would you tell us a little bit about um, kind of your uh, business journey because um, you both were business owners yeah i'll say yeah um yeah so i started business while i was in college um and we used drones to survey property mainly roofs uh, and assess damage um so at the time it was a pretty weird concept no one like roofers i mean it was like trying to oh it was almost like talking about like thermodynamics to like someone but Nowadays, it's become very popular, like insurance companies are all moving that way, uh, adjusters, even just roofers on their own. So by the time, it's pretty out there. Um, and so I did that in college with a professor at Baylor up until about almost a year after I graduated. And so we got acquired um, by a Chinese company. And then after that, I wanted to stay in Waco, but it was honestly hard for me to figure out like what I want to do. Like it kind of at the time felt like maybe, you know, it was kind of like work at Baylor or like, what, what would I do kind of as, I guess I was 23 at the time. So kind of sure was 2019. Yeah. Or like about to be 2020 probably. And so I was kind of like, not sure what to do. Like 
didn't know startup existed, didn't know about kind of a lot of the companies. It's even grown in like the past two or three or four years. So, so then I worked for a startup in Houston, um, worked for another startup in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which was my last job before coming back to Startup Waco. So I've worked in startups. I've seen them operate very incorrectly and, and seen people, you know, seen, felt the pain of how, what that feels like and, uh, seen kind of just from an operator standpoint of like how you can run even millions, you know, hundreds of millions of, of capital just into the drain and how, and seeing like, you know, some of the best startups of like companies that are super lean and have almost no money or even companies that just have a key alone and seeing how they can grow uh, has been really cool experience for, I feel like startup was a, you know, when I met with John, I was like, one, I'd never been to sort of Waco. I never knew it existed in Waco. So when I was thinking like, okay, like, I guess I can move back to Waco. Like, and I was like, oh, I never knew this space existed. Like it was, it's beautiful. And I was like, just seeing the people in there and kind of who they were working with and what they were working on. I was like, this is never could have imagined this sort of stuff was kind of happening in Waco again. Uh, and so visited, it was awesome. I got to hear me with John, awesome guy and just see his vision for the future and how he really cared about helping entrepreneurs. And I kind of felt like it was a cool opportunity for me to kind of use the experience I had and kind of just, hey, maybe I don't want to work for another startup right now or like start another business off the bat, but maybe I just want to go and like help people and just kind of see how can I use my, you know, experience to just help other people kind of be like, hey, I've seen this go very badly. I've seen people succeed. And so how can I just kind of bring that to the table and help people and wake up? Thanos. How about you, John? Well, so uh, I had a somewhat unconventional career out of, college uh, where I it took me to New York I lived in different places on the world worked in the fashion industry and it was during that time in that season um, that I kind of got interested in entrepreneurship in general um, it was a really uh, interesting time specifically consumer technology companies in New York specifically and so I was able to kind of invest but also be a part and see how some of these companies were operating which I got pretty excited about and then uh, it kind of led to later, and I had started a nonprofit organization that worked within the industry that I was in and some, done some things on my own. But then in 2015, I started a, a fashion brand, a leather goods brand, which we had big ambitions. And it, but this is like kind of the story with, with entrepreneurs that sometimes, you know, you, you wait in and it takes time. And it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. This brand that we started, we uh, it, it never really coalesced in the way that we were hoping and anticipated it happening. And we had to wind it down um, after it already moved to, to Waco. And so I, I think it's okay. Like failure in a sense of, okay, we didn't exit the company or sell it um, is something that should be always, I think, considered and understood and a part of the entrepreneurial journey. Sometimes you learn a lot more through failure than you do even through success or sometimes success, even small successes can give you kind of, um, you know, a, a inappropriate sense of confidence in kind of what you're doing. And one of the lessons I took from that is to, to, to basically have a, have a clear sort of attainable, um, path that you want to walk the whole thing, kind of the, the build it before you walk it mentality. So work being in a startup, I mean, startup Waco is very much a startup itself. I like the the entrepreneurial aspect of it that we kind of have to look at where these big needs are, and we're not a big. I mean, we're not supported by the, the government or any municipality. We raise our own funds. We have to make the case and add value um, to be able to uh, to get the money to do the programming and the things that we do. So. 
it's we run it a lot like a business, but but it is but being a nonprofit, it's just it's just kind of a different situation. So it's interesting with like with any of this type of broader economic development work, you have to have a very long view. But I hate that because to me that's like excuse that's like an excuse people use to not really get anything done. And so we we've tried to do two things as we set up the program and do one is you have to have a long view. So you I mean that's that's just inescapable in our area of work um, that you're not going to see the type of culture level change that you want to see happening in just one year or even maybe five years. You're going to see it slowly happen as you build a, a trajectory and help to shift that. But to to counter the counterweight to that is that we want to make sure that we're understanding and we're making decisions that are based on real data, uh, real metrics that we're not just saying, here's what we're doing and talking about what we're doing, but we're actually measuring the results of the work that we're doing. And we're saying, well, this is working. Here's the evidence of that, even in these kind of build up ways. So, and it's not always easy. I mean, it's not, there's, there's lots of sort of competing ideas of how to do it. You have to try things and some of them work and some of them don't. You've got to try different ways of, of raising money. You've got to try different ways of, of uh, distributing um, the information and the programs. You even have to sort of align and target different constituency groups in different ways. You've got to answer things like, you know, who, who are the people where the greatest needs are? What are the barriers that they have to, to different uh, types of, of programming that you have, whether it's language or it's cost or it's time? And you've got to, and it's it's really our jobs to think through how can we push through those barriers, um, and when we think about what are the highest impact things that we can, uh, you know, use our limited resources and time to to address, you know, my philosophy is that we you, you want to see kind of where is that trajectory going, what are the big sort of outliers, and let's kind of focus in on those and push in on those, not to the detriment of other things, but. There is, there is a movement happening. There's an economic current. There's things that are shifting and changing. So if we can push that, which are things that are really uniquely Waco, then I think that that will set us up and get us to where we want to be faster versus looking at other cities or saying we want to mimic what we're doing after Austin or after others. Let's just look and see what we have here. Let's see where the gaps are, see where the needs are, see, see what we can do to address those on a very practical level measure the work that we're doing in a in a real way um but then also take some swings and this year we took a pretty big swing um by uh, an example being you know we we saw a need with with student athletes and so we decided to take a swing and say well we think we can provide some real help and support there in a very unconventional entrepreneur group a very brand new entrepreneur group in the country um over the past year and so we kind of jumped into that with two feet and had pounds of success with it. And um, But that's just an example of trying something new as a way of instigating a new type of economic growth. Well, you talked a little bit about that tra trajectory and kind of like, you know, where things are like naturally going. So thinking about that from a roadmap perspective for Startup Waco, kind of what is what is on your slate um, for future things that maybe you might want to implement or uh, expansion of pro existing programs? So you really... <laughs> It's it's impossible to overstate that this is not none of these ideals will, will work if it's just startup Waco. Right. So it's like we've got to get a consensus among other organizations and other um, 
private corporations to say, where, where are you going? Where, where do you want to go? Where are your needs? And then we have to break that apart and say, okay, well, here's where, here's the part that we can play, but it's very much a, a community effort and everybody needs to be, you know, uh, collaborative is one word, but that's almost a little bit too soft. In my opinion, I think we need real alignment among, among organizations, companies, and even even the local uh, government, which I think we are, we are very fortunate in Waco, it's a huge asset that in each of those categories, we've got really amazing, forward-looking, aggressive people that actually want to do a lot of good and see a lot of economic change happen here. So the appetite for it is there. So now we just need the the mechanism. So a few a few specific things um, from sort of Waco's perspective is that we we don't have a fully functioning business incubator yet. We've got a lot of one-off programs. We've done sort of miniature accelerators that are very time-bound and very focused, but we we have not launched a, um, we've been talking about it for a long time, about how do we effectively launch an incubator, which is longer term, which is very selective, um, and try to in, spend some real time and, and resources investing in a smaller number of companies. So it's like, it's good to have something for everyone, but you can't provide something of value to everyone. So it's like, what does everyone need? What what can we do? But then how can we select companies and individuals and entrepreneurs that we think are really going somewhere that we can put our weight behind it to get some of those, those wins? And so that's something that we had hoped to launch this year, which looks like we'll be launching next year publicly. We kind of have, have started some of the foundations of it. But that's something next year I really want to see happen is to have a, a proper incubator that if a, a business, what that means is business comes into sort of Waco, we provide things like office space, uh, mentorship, alignment. Maybe we create an advisory council for that company um, and we kind of work alongside their team in the hopes that over the course of the year or really two to three years, um, that company goes from just maybe one or two people to four or five people to six or eight people, and then we can kind of push them out into the private market. So that's a model that you see in a lot of growing ecosystems and that we really want to see here. Um, frankly, that the, the appetite, it's hard. It's like, what comes first? Do we create it or do we wait? And so we've been kind of walking that line a little bit and doing both. I think true to all of these things, you kind of need to build it and then build the road and then people will walk down it. So we're sort of figuring out what that looks like. That's just one example, along with the rest of the, um, you know, the, the regular type of just more educational focus programming we do on top of what we're launching and developing with student athletes. Okay. That's awesome. Well, um, thank you so much for your time today, being willing to uh, join us on our Link Up podcast. And if y'all have any um, questions for John or Jacob, I'm sure you can email them. At Jacob at Startup Waco or John J O N at Startup Waco. That's a good. And then also, I would just like to say that Extraco is a very proud sponsor of Startup Waco, and we've been, I think, collaborating with y'all since the beginning, and um, we uh, just are very excited about the resources that they bring to the Waco market. So, thanks for your time. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Link Up. To learn about other local business resources, visit our website at extracolink.com. Produced by Podcast Architects.